Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face mask and let's chat Asian drama. I'm K Muse. I'm K Drama Jen. And I'm Drama Geek. Be sure to come check out our exclusive content available through Patreon. If you want more fun drama-themed discussion, come join us as we have new episodes available just for our Patreon supporters. We'll include the link in our show notes. Another way to spread the kimchi love is to drop us a rating or review on Apple Podcast. Okay, ladies, we have quite a treat in store because we have all been sucked into the amazing melodrama slash revenge drama called Secret Boutique. And we just couldn't wait, so we had to do this cozy chat because K-Muse and Drama Geek and K-Drama Jen, that's me, have been watching it um, like pretty much glued to our screen, and um, it's pretty awesome. So we wanted to take today to chat about it. So what are was our initial thoughts before we started Secret Boutique? And for me, I actually started way later than they did. I just binged all six episodes like the last two days three days so and I didn't really have it on my list of things I wanted to watch but then Twitter started showing all of these uh Sun Woo pictures (laughs) 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 and I was like "Uh uh-huh what is this drama about (laughs) and you guys were both like talking about how awesome it was I'm not usually in for revenge dramas and I still may regret it at the end when everything explodes and everybody dies or whatever (laughs) but yeah that my thought before was I wasn't really interested because I'm not well for me I really loved the 40s style you know very almost not flapper but it's very distinctive styling Mm -hmm. that the drama has and it you see it in the posters and it was very dramatic. And so I really liked all the um, promo stuff for it. So I was like, I'll give it a try. And so that's how I got involved in watching. And for me, um, when it was when we were thinking that it was coming out, um, I know that I remember thinking, oh, revenge drama. Um, but it, it didn't really draw me in until um, that would be K-Muse, who sent multiple messages like, Jen, you have to be, somebody has to watch this with me. It's a revenge drama. Come on, you have to watch it with me. And so I cleared my schedule so that I could watch the first couple of episodes. And um, it's, Sunwoo kind of dragged me in, with, especially with his wet hair and angsty, like poor broken puppy expression looking at his Nuna. Um, and uh, boy, it's been quite a thrill ride since. So I'm totally loving it. And I'm so glad that K-Muse wanted a friend to watch with her. <laughs> Isn't that how we always do this? Yeah. Like, I, know. <laughs> I nagged and I nagged and I sent shirtless photos and then I nagged some more. So I got yeah. my way. <laughs> it totally worked. So there is a very distinctive style to the show that's very unique. It's not just noir style. We call it bitch bob noir. (laughs) Especially the mom, dang. Oh, wow. She looks like she eats puppies for breakfast while stroking her cat and being fanned by Fanning herself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So what exactly is bitch bob noir? Oh wow. Well, it it's so it's really interesting because 
we started calling it that, but like, it's so over the top mockjong in some ways, like not even in some ways, it's just so over the top <laughs> mockjong. I mean, she, the mom seriously has a reclining couch where mm. she is, fans herself and pets her long haired cat. Um, I don't know if you can get more like evil villain than that, mm-hmm. um, but she's so good. Just, ugh. I just, I'm loving well, it. And I think it's as the name describes, they all have like bobbed hair. They and do. it's not yeah. even yeah. like a soft mom bob. No. It's like so sharp. You could like cut yourself on the edges kind of sharp well, angles. The, the daughter slash faux sister or whatever, she's, hers is like frumpy. Like hers is a frumpy bitch mom. <laughs> like, right. It's not quite. And I think she it's almost on purpose. Tough, yeah, but, but she's not. not. Like it's it kind of looks like wet sometimes and it doesn't quite right. like go the way that it's supposed to and it it I don't know. She just it doesn't flips quite up have a little it. bit on the bottom. Yeah. Well, and not... even like their fashion cuz like Jenny um her fashion, it's always like very extreme, very uh stylized like it, and the mom too and with the other girl her clothes kind of match her bob and they just don't yeah. quite measure up right it's true well yeah. and I love that the clothes are all extreme angles and mm-hmm. like these fabrics sheer fabrics that go up the neck mm-hmm. and mixed with this extreme angles is very unique it's definitely 40s inspired mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say it's just retro you know what I mean yeah, for sure. I agree. It looks like they all came off like a runway, except for the poor <laughs> sister. She, she does kind of look like she came off a runway, but like the one where everybody's like, what on earth is that designer thinking? <laughs> exactly. Like exactly. a plain runway where she got <laughs> hit by something. No, it's just in comparison. She yeah. does sort of doesn't quite measure up. And I think that's done on purpose. Mm-hmm. So I, well, I love that. And even the makeup is extreme. Like uh, Jenny's face is very white. Yeah. Um, they've definitely done that. And then the extreme lips. And mm-hmm. then she has these sunglasses <laughs> that just take up so much of her face. But she looks fabulous in it. But she looks like a doll. Like yeah. her level of doll is off the charts. Well, and the glasses they use as a, a prop, like they're, they shield you so that you can't figure out what she's thinking. And, and they're intimidating. Yeah, they're intimidating. Yeah. And even her, again, her makeup and everything, it's, it's very like in your face, intimidating. Yeah, she's... Speaking of makeup, we were talking earlier about how the men in the drama are all wearing guy liner, um, which just is so interesting. Even the butler, dude. He's right. <laughs> I noticed Especially last Especially the butler, dude. <laughs> well, and it's they're all thick. very styled suits, too. Mm-hmm. Like, even right. the butler, like, I don't know what he is. He's like a... He's a love slave butler. (laughs) Yes, exactly. A love slave butler because he does some freaky things with his feet. He massages the mom's back with his feet while they're... I don't know. The way the room was set up and everything. It's like this this elaborate four-poster bed that's Mm -hmm. like so Victorian. And she's laying on the bed while he steps on her back. And she's like, you're doing it just right. And it's just like, oh my gosh. It, it gave me flashbacks to the scenes in Legend of Fuyao, where yes. the, I don't even know what it was. It was like, like a the, princess or a queen or someone. Yeah, yeah. Like, like having 
kinky dancing. Yeah, <laughs> kinky dancing. Yeah. Yeah. That it it really did feel it felt more like something you would see in a Chinese drama, actually. Mm-hmm. Like just some of the um like either Legend of Fuyao or even like um like the bloody romance one where mm-hmm. like just and some of the the way that the characters um interact with one another reminds me a little bit more of that. Um it's just such a ah, such a good drama. I'm really enjoying it. Um, so Kim Sana is um, uh, she's playing a very different character than we've seen of her in the past. So um, she is she plays Jenny Jung, and she um, is for people who don't know she was in um, my um, oh my gosh my lovely Samsung mm-hmm. gazillion years ago. Um, so she is playing, she's got that doll-like look, but she's playing this very kind of ethically gray character. What do you guys think about that? Um, I ha- I'm like, I have a split opinion because I actually love the character, um, the way that it's being presented and everything. But I also have a hard time because I can't like her she's had plastic surgery done and she has no pores and like that she's really like they're really like white makeup or I don't know she's very white and so it can be a little distracting where I'm like I don't even see her as a real person most of the time and so it's hard to like connect with her as a character and and feel like her, her revenge but then they show you the backstory and I'm like okay she deserves to like burn it all down (laughs) (laughs) she deserved but then as a character i have a hard time like understanding her a lot of times and again the glasses she's got the glasses on and i think it's done on purpose like you're supposed to like not quite get her a lot of times and and feel that like distance that she creates on purpose with everybody and everything but you know I, i feel like if the actress herself because I love her her work, but I feel like if the actress herself looked maybe just a little bit different, I'd have a, an easier time. But again, it's working for the character. It's working perfectly for the character. So I guess I can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> I actually am really liking her doll look. It's so extreme that mm-hmm. it fits the show. Yeah, right. Because the show is so extreme. Mm-hmm. And it's like, although it is odd that she looks like a doll. I thought they had photoshopped some of the steals that they put out to promote the show. Yeah. But no, no. that's really what she looks like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in that's a good true. way. I mean, it's good plastic surgery. I would say for as much as it looks like she's had done, like she looks amazing. But I it is definitely I question her ability to breathe sometimes. And that, and I, that <laughs> I, it, again, I try not to be you know, too judgmental on those kind of things. Cause you know, it, whatever you got to do, but it's still like, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's very, it works for the character, but it is very extreme for the person in, but you know. Yeah. But I did enjoy that. Um, we occasionally, they used it. So you occasionally saw some glimmers past that facade. Mm-hmm. Right. And they've been using that really well. Mm-hmm. Um, like when she's on the boat with Sun Woo, where she has these small little smiles and you could tell her face has softened and they soften the makeup just slightly. Mm-hmm. So it's not as harsh. Or when she's um, devastated that, 
um, Sun Wu got put into prison. Right. Or when she's at her father's funeral. Like, she still has the facade, but you can see it breaking. And mm-hmm. I love that yeah. feel you have with that character. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you would have that with unless they do that extreme. So she's doing a really good job of breaking past it occasionally. Mm-hmm. So it has more impact. Oh, that's, I agree with that 100%. I think that the way that she, like you said, she's so extreme and so, um, I don't, like, cold and remote and, like, it's the sunglasses and it's the hair and it's the, you know, the um, clothing that kind of sets her up that way. And then every once in a while you get this glimpse of, like, okay, she really does care or times where you think she should care you're shocked that she's not showing that and I just I love the how complex her character is Mm -hmm. especially now that we know her backstory um I think that it explains so much but it's mm, I think her character is really fantastic in the show well and I also find it interesting how gray they make her character because she does the problem solving for some really bad people. Mm-hmm. Right. Like people that you're like, no, he should go to prison. Mm-hmm. You know, but she's utilizing it, covering it up and blackmailing more or less, you know. Right. Um, and then uh, the, then she'll like switch something around where it's like, oh, she did something good. Yay. I don't have to totally hate her ethics. Right. right. But it's so back and forth. It's like a ping pong of my emotions on whether I'm like, oh, she did something really bad. Do I need to hate her now? Right. So, Am I rooting for her or not? Yeah. I think she does most of the time where she flips it around to where people think that she's always the problem solver, but then maybe she's <clears throat> doing things for her. Because like the one where she, the husband and wife, and she's like, I pick my own clients. And then she ended mm-hmm. up stringing up the, the wife abuser and hanging him from the ceiling or whatever, like with the, like, so she problem solves, but I think she also has her own agenda to where it works out to where you're like, Oh, okay. So she totally punished the wife beater right. and, you know, still in her, got what she, in her own way and got what she want. But I do feel like she has tunnel vision and that the, her greater good is more important or her what she has, her agenda is more important than whether she's keeping secrets for really horrible people. And that's where, you know, I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'm on her side. But then when she's with <laughs> the mom, I'm like, okay, I'm on her side <laughs> for this part of it. Right. I like that we have Sun Wu as sort of our, I don't know, kind of a glimpse into who she who she is and what mm-hmm. he worries about and things because um, even when she's doing something like when she rescued the go player, I was thinking, oh, she, you know, she sees something in her. She wants to take care of her. She wants to. And he's basically saying to this girl, um, you know, don't get any ideas. We're not doing this to help you. We're doing it for our own reason. Yeah, we're going to use you. Yeah, uh, we're going to use you. Yeah. And the fact that he <clears throat> he shows that. But then on the other hand, he sees his role as trying to protect her heart mm-hmm. um, because he knows deep down that she can get hurt. So I love I love that part. So speaking of the evil, the mom, um, she's the ultimate evil matriarch with the, the cat and the fan and all that stuff. Kim Yook, um, for me, like her, the scenes that I actually have to like go, okay, I, you guys are just so over the top. I'm having to like 
get through them a little bit is the scenes with her and Jenny together. It's because of the way that they both talk to each other. It's so <laughs> over the top, like the way the mom and then, you know, pronunciate like enunciates in the way that she, it's just so mocking and she's just very like rubbing her cat in the way that she talks in this. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jenny, the way that she responds to her, it's so like, I don't know. It's very over the top. And those two, when they're together, that's when I'm like, okay, this is a little bit, revenge heavy for me <laughs> which again I've admitted I'm not always the biggest fan of revenge but then you know the rest of the drama I I, I love but <clears throat> she she is definitely that ultimate character of the evil person and I enjoy laughing at her <laughs> <laughs> well I really I disagree because I really love the scenes where the two of them are together because they're always trying to screw each other over, but <laughs> pretending to be nice. Yeah. And I love that. It's kind of like, I'm going to marry your son. Screw you. <laughs> and, you know, well, you can marry my son, but you're not going to get what you want. And Or, or sit at the breakfast table. Or yeah. sit at the <laughs> breakfast table. Yes. And so it's very interesting watching their dynamic. And I really upped a level once the mother suspected that Jenny is her. Well, there's a twist later on in the show. I think we're discussing it later. But um, that Jenny is this girl who she thought she had murdered. And um, just this great scene about, well, I just had to do what I had to do to keep my family safe and you know she was trying to like justify the horrible horrible things that she did without actually coming out and admitting to anything you know but it was a very good scene and the tension was so crackling that I just loved it and so I love her as the bad guy and she's just una like she's unapologetic evil <laughs> Well, you know, she you does some horrible things and she doesn't care. Take the ring off of a dead, pregnant dead woman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you exactly. don't have much to go down from there. It's, like, it's so true. <laughs> well, that's even worse than just like killing them. It's like, oh, we're in this fiery crash. Oh, shiny. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, my word, you nut job. Or where she um, locked the grandfather in his room till mm. he died. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. she is just evil and doesn't care. Well, it so. wasn't her grandfather. <laughs> That's to her. Very mm. true. Yeah. And, and she just, uh, you know, sips her tea so politely. It's, she's like, it's the ultimate, like, passive aggressive, like, you know the whole time that what she's saying is just evil and horrible, but she's saying it so politely that you can't really say, you know, can't call her out on it, but like she just sips her tea and plots everybody's downfall. And um, I pers I do love when Jenny is in the same room with her because they, Jenny learned it from her. So she's plotting her downfall at the same time. So it's just like they're like, cats circling each other like trying to figure out you know when they're gonna strike or whatever yeah. I it's fun to watch well and I really enjoyed the scene with um the matriarch and the shaman <laughs> like that <laughs> whole 
Oh my gosh, those two together. It's just like, could you have more diva in one room yeah. <laughs> than those two? Mm-hmm. But oh, good time. So good. <laughs> Jenny's just dying. <laughs> Again, I admit that when it comes to revenge and even like uh, stuff where Chinese dramas and that kind of stuff, like I'm not usually that interested in that that type of thing, depending on I like a good female to female showdown. But when it feels like it's so over the top, which is what I feel when they're in there, that's just my opinion. I get a little bit like roll my eyes, but that's okay. I'm still really enjoying all of them. (laughs) (laughs) So we have the wannabe bitch, Wee Nam. And she's the whiny daughter. And she she lives in Jenny Jang's shadow, which is really interesting because Jenny Jang was brought in to be like her kind of right-hand girl to do all the bad stuff for her. But she rose above the sister's ability, I guess. She's just so much better at everything. And so the sister comes off looking really pathetic in, in comparison. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting dynamic to add in because usually you would think, oh, well, it's just going to be between Jenny and the mom. But no, we have the sister that wants to be the heir, but she's just deficient in every way. What do we think about her? Well, and I I think she's necessary because she keeps throwing things in, like she keeps trying to undermine Jenny Jang and then and do things to and sometimes it's effective at first, at least. And then Jenny always ends up beating her. Um, But it's enough that it keeps throwing, throwing things off so that like the evil mother sometimes has to take a step back and sort of mediate in a way between you know she because this this girl is so destructive um and she doesn't know that there's a birth secret in their family and so she's doing all these things to expose like her brother for example and doesn't realize that all the stuff that she's doing is actually going to harm her in the end um so the mom has to kind of keep stepping in and um and i think you know she is sort of she can see that she's failing even even at the you know noir bitch bob thing like she's just a witch bob like she doesn't have doesn't quite have what it takes i agree i I, she's a very important piece of the puzzle because i feel like if it was just jenny and the mom it might get a little bit old and she just kind of even though she's annoying she's whiny and annoying she throws in the right dynamic where again the mom she she back she's actually the mom's worst enemy when it comes to everything because the mom's constantly having to like clean up after her and fix things and because she doesn't again she does not know that she's not the right you know the rightful heir or whatever and so she just keeps having to like fix things and it it really highlights how competent jenny is like if she would just be quiet and stay still and just kind of let things play out it wouldn't make jenny look so good but she really does continue to make jenny look good every step of the way so it's a fun dynamic it is fun I loved how the first scene of the story, we have Jenny at the the jail having to be interrogated. And it's because the witchy sister keeps sending people to 
be like, oh, she did this. So they bring her in for questioning Mm -hmm. and then she's released automatically. And I guess the sister does this constantly. (laughs) And it's just like, oh, my goodness. And she's like, she's out already. (laughs) You know, (laughs) she didn't even get lost for the whole party. (laughs) And it's just a very interesting dynamic. And it's almost like the evil mom is like chucking her daughter out to fly like a baby bird out of the nest. And she just keeps crashing because the mom really wants her to be better mm-hmm. and more efficient. And so she gives her room to try, but she just fails so much over and over and over again. And so it's very interesting. And it and it's an interesting that just how she has to compete for her mom. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it, it, and it's not even against her siblings, which is your usual setup. It's she's competing against Jenny. Mm -hmm. And so. Well, I think that the her inadequacy reminds the mom on a daily basis that they're not they don't belong there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she just keeps reminding her like you were never intended to be here. You were in whatever profession she wouldn't. And she say she was like a salesperson or I can't remember what she said she was before. But like, yeah, no, she was obviously poor, not, you know, and obviously not meant to to be there and so it just reminds her mom of that it's grating for sure um so one of our final female characters that i i just love her Mm -hmm. is the go player uh lee hyunji she is we see her mind working um during a go game and then later on she is always kind of narrating things using her go strategy um, so sh- her mom is a police officer who, um, may or may not be dead. And <laughs> she's over in another drama being a geese egg. So I that's don't know. Right. <laughs> she, she's, she, she, that's right. She's a geese egg in um, my, country my country right now. Yeah. Um, a little busy. Um, she's done some time travel, but anyway, <laughs> no. um, but anyway, so the go player, um, I love her as a character. I love how smart she is and how she can read people and figure things out using her go strategy. I always really like smart characters. Um, But I also love the role that she's playing in this drama, which I think is going to, eventually it's going to allow us to see a different side of Sun Woo, I hope. Um, We'll see. He's got a major Nuna crush, so I don't know (laughs) if there's a possibility. I'm I'm really shipping them, so I really hope they end up together, but I'm not holding out any hope because it's a revenge drama. But... um, She's just so smart and so um, she just brings a different kind of thinking. And I know that Jenny Jong really likes that and sees that in her. Um, and I can see her being just a really great addition to um, to kind of all of the machinations that are happening and whatnot. So I like her a lot. So for me, when I was watching the first episode or whatever, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then when the cops showed up and these two, the the mother cop and then the daughter, when that storyline started, I was like, okay, if they have a balance going where it's not just everybody's horrible people trying to get revenge and it's not even gray areas, but like, it's just bad people against bad people do you know only caring about revenge then I'm like I don't know if I can do this but when you bring the cop 
who I thought it was a really interesting setup because here's this um, single mom cop who is bringing in all of these prostitutes and taking care of them and giving them a place to stay and hoping to, you know, help them maybe possibly get a different profession. But even if they don't get a different profession, she's still willing to let them like stay at the house and take care of them. And, and the one, um, woman in particular who has a child, like she lets her live there. And right. That's the daughter, um, has kind of taken on that role now that the mom is missing and their dynamic in the story, um, really brings a very interesting and, um, the heart, like the softer side of the world. You know what I mean? Correct. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And then I think with Sun Wu, like he showed in the last episode, he he really does desire a normal life, even just for a little while. And I think that like Jenny just doesn't provide that and possibly never will. And with the, the Go player, she does. Like she could be that normal life that's a little bit, less revengey plot <laughs> beating oh, people I up all them time. So, much. <laughs> so but I, I can see the the depth of relationship that he has with Jenny I just don't see that she returns it quite the same way so but I do think that the go player is kind of falling for him I mean who wouldn't but yeah no, I think she's kind of falling for him I'm a little kind bit. of falling for him <laughs> like what <laughs> me just say like <laughs> I really like the dynamic she brings. And I, isn't she also an orphan that the cop mother took in? Is I'm she? pretty, yes. Oh. I'm pretty sure they did a throwaway comment that she was adopted by her when she was really young. Oh. And so okay. it's really interesting to see all these different orphans and yeah. they're making their way. And even the uh, son and second daughter of the evil mom it's almost like they're orphans because the mother has pretty much given up on them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just not in her focus at all. And she's obviously never cared about the son. I don't know when she found his secret out, but she obviously threw him but away she, pretty early. Yeah, she's thrown him away. <laughs> and the, the other daughter obviously is not a focus, mm-hmm. which is surprising because she seems to be the competent one. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so it's very interesting how all of these people have been thrown away and sometimes they're finding new connections. Sometimes their only um, anchor is revenge. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting to see all their different dynamics and how they're dealing with life come into this. And so... That is a really good perspective. Again, I I must have missed the comment about her being adopted yeah, yeah I, I believe it was in episode one, right when she was confronting some of the prostitutes and stuff about being there. It was just a comment mm. that she had been uh, adopted by the cop and that she was also one of the people the cop took under her wing. Mm. And so it's interesting. Gotcha. I'm going to go back and watch. I know. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it was there. If it's not, I apologize. But <laughs> I could have sworn that was my impression from the beginning when they were all talking about the different things. And But she was actually adopted. She's not an uh, adult prostitute that's being taken care of, you know. Right. No, but it, she was adopted. So. 
But I, it makes me love the cop all the more. And mm. I really hope she's not dead. I know. There's mm. there's hope. Like they when they showed her in the boat. And then you could tell the guy didn't really want to. Didn't really want to kill her. So maybe. I don't know where she'd be, though. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so speaking of the guy that didn't want to kill uh, her, <laughs> how is the purpose of men in this drama different than in others? And do we like it? So let's break them down. Well, first off, we have Sun Wu, which we all are crushing insanely on. Oh. Um, he is the um, bestie of Jenny Jang mm-hmm. from the orphanage. They were, they kind of grew up together and she took care of them. And there was one point where uh, Jenny was being sexually abused, I believe, by one of the teachers. Mm-hmm. And he went and beat up or like threw a rock or something Didn't at this he stab him in the leg i thought he was a st- like stab- <laughs> i don't remember what he did i know he did okay. something and so he's always been from the very get-go trying to take care of her mm-hmm. and they kind of had each other's back and obviously it remained because here they are adults and there's still that connection going on which and is so pretty impressive because she after that incident looked like she was sent off from the island like she was on a boat and sent off and then that's when she ended up in the back in the house yes because they the orphanage lady said they could only keep one and the teacher wanted to come back yeah which is just like makes me cringe uh but (laughs) you know so she Oh, and his heartache, like they, mm. they they were holding him back as she was going away in the boat and just he was just screaming and screaming like it was that was heartbreaking. Yeah. And I just made me fall for him even more. He's just he's like he's so competent because he, and so loyal. So he's this like amazing lawyer who always has her back. So complete loyalty. Plus his fight scenes are pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Although some of them, like when you, he twists the arms and you can hear the like, and stuff, I'm like <laughs> director, is that really necessary? <laughs> He's very ruthless in his yes, physical fighting. abuse. Yeah, he is. Yes. And I, I think though that that's a sign of, you know, he grew up in a very difficult situation. Mm-hmm. And so he's learned how to be scrappy and fight his way through. And so he will do anything to protect Jenny. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just keep showing that in so many different ways. Um, I, in particular, enjoyed his angsty moment where he had a shower and was all <laughs> wet and, and had to think about whatever it was he was thinking about. Um I don't know. It lasted for a, a while, actually. Um, <laughs> I maybe even had to rewind so I could, you know, try to figure out what he was thinking about. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's all. That's what mm-hmm. I was doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's lovely. Anyway, there were other male characters. Um, so we mentioned before Butler Huang, who <laughs> 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 oh, just makes me like he's he truly is like I don't. I guess like the love slave really of he's what son would become if Jenny was different. Seriously. Like I feel like, cause he's willing to do anything for her. He's willing to like put a kid and a baby in a box and kill and and crate and drop it in a dump. Like he's despicable. Right. I, you're, you're right. I actually love that, that (laughs) we get to see sort of maybe 
like Ehunji, the Go player, like she could have maybe been Jenny too if she hadn't had, you know, the mom that she had to mm-hmm. raise her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because if her life had turned out differently, and she's certainly got that mind for strategy. So, you know, it it's that it's nature versus nurture kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so you have Butler Huang with his guy liner <laughs> and his um, barefoot back massages. He's played um, by the same guy, and this is years ago, but Blade Man, where Secretary Go, the one guy yes. that he's, he's always kind of a side characters or whatever, but he's, he always, he kind of always catches my eye when he's in drama. So yeah, it, but he he's got the creep factor. He like is, even does like, he does their relationship is mm. so like icky. Like even when he was on her back and she was like she said something about how he's lost weight over the years or something like that. <laughs> like I was like, oh, that means they've done this a lot. Like, well, oh. do we maybe think he's like the father of one of her kids? Maybe. I don't know, because that's, that's so confusing, because when she, okay, so she's in the bus, she's pregnant, which baby is she pregnant with? Because then she I comes back to the house, does she pre- get married again, and have not, the other kids, or what? I would assume she's the, pregnant with the youngest. The youngest, yeah. yeah. And yes. So that makes me keep thinking, like, where were the other two, and how come they don't remember that, that um, well, she says dad things, never came by, he yeah. only came by once or twice, so I think that they just... Uh, are remembering dad and it was a different dad. So whoever she was married to or pregnant with, you know, was somebody else, I think. Just my yeah. assumption, you know. that. And so possibly he's the father of the youngest daughter. I don't know. So. Well, because, okay, so which one is Jenny? Because Jenny's, like, Jenny. she was, what, six? Five or six uh, in the bus crash? Maybe, yes. Six or seven. Yeah. And then she had the younger brother that died at the orphanage. Right. Right. And she had the baby. So her brother would be the same age age as as the youngest youngest sister. Yeah. 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 So that, yep. No, she was, she had three kids by the time she ended up in the house, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's no way she could have remarried or that she would never have um, gotten money. Yeah. So, yeah, she just. So she probably the older told kids the family, thing. yeah, told the family that they were, you know, because even in the situation with Jenny's mom, they were hidden they too. Were, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so I just think that he, they were hidden a little longer because I think somebody said something about I can't believe he was able to hide them for ten years or something like that. Yeah, at the funeral um, or something, or at the re- yeah. In reference to Jenny's family, like her real family, yeah, because well, they were on their way to reconnect with the grandfather, right? Because the son had been estranged for mm-hmm. dating her or marrying her mother, yeah, and they went off, had their family, so they were coming back to reconnect. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other evil lady just took the spot. Yeah, correct. Yep. So, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking the other one of the other uh, male characters is um, Hui Jung Kyuk, and he's Jenny uh, Jung's husband. They get married, I don't know, episode three or four or something like that, and it's a kind of a just a backyard wedding. <laughs> but um, just just a backyard. It's, it oh, was I know. very it was, expensive symbol. <laughs> it, it was, but I actually really like his character because you can tell that they have a very um, 
pure affection for one another, that everything that they're doing is to try to protect each other, to help each other. And he is not blinded by his mother. Like she's obviously somebody that he realizes is not a good person and that um, she cares about him and wants to protect his secret too. So they have a commonality of like protecting each other, which it seems like that's like all the guys in this that it's different from other dramas is that that's their role. It seems like all the guys, even the next one that came use is going to talk about, talk about they're protecting their women or, yeah. you know, or their women's secrets or their yeah. women's secrets. Yeah. They're, they're the protectors of, you know, they'll do anything. <laughs> uh, but the brother yeah. I think is a little bit different. I don't know that he'll do anything for her, but that he, his ultimate goal really is to, to help her out, protect her and to um, help overthrow his mom like I think that's definitely a goal of his is he wants to um out her and not have her be the head of the company and all that kind of stuff so so I'm having these um I know that you didn't see this Jenny but um but Amber like the the bloody romance like the shadows in that show where all the women had these loyal guards who like <laughs> had to die for them. There was also an evil woman with an, with a cat that she would pet all the time. But I can't help but draw those parallels every time I keep thinking about these men who it's really a similar role. Like they have they're there they were, you know, that was their job was to basically be the loyal shadow of these female assassins. Um but anyway, it just feels so similar to me that um I just had to bring it up because but before anyone goes and checks out that drama, don't oh, yeah. because we it's didn't like it. horrible. No. Yeah. This is amazing. That is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> right. Isn't uh, that the one where I... they made fans out of human flesh at the end or um, something? Yes, <laughs> that is right. Yes, that's correct. And drew a beautiful poem or wrote a poem in blood. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I, all I'm saying is that level of loyalty right. is here. Right. So. Yeah. No, it's it's a thread. <laughs> Well, and I loved that, the, well, and I don't think if we came right out and said this, the brother's secret is that he's gay right. and he loves this other man and he's mm-hmm. in this committed relationship with another man. And so Jenny marries him to both further her own gain because mm-hmm. she gets a foothold into the the, family. the door yeah. of the family and he gets a shield for his secret um, that his mother pretty much deserted him because he's gay. Right. And uh, I think once he's literally helping Jenny because he wants to have the freedom to love who he wants. Yeah. And while his mother's alive, it's a threat to the person he's with. She would I mean, she would kill him instantly Mm -hmm. if she thought he was a threat. And so. But I do think that they have a genuine affection for one another. They have a friendship. Mm -hmm. And so. It's interesting that he supports her over his mother. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sh- again, well, she threw him obviously. away pretty early, I think. So, yeah. And he's a good person. I mean, he you is, can see that yeah. even way back when, when he would, you know, he brought a chair for her or, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. Like he's always looked out for her in a nice way. Mm-hmm. So he's a good person. I'm excited to see where it goes because he just arrived again at the, um, End of episode six yes. to save her. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see what happens. <laughs> I agree. Oh, and the final one is Ote, 
Ote Suk, and he's Yi Nam's love, the whiny sister, witch, the whiny, witch. <laughs> yes. the noir witch Bob. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and it's and he's actually in the um, mil- is it military or police? He's a high up police. He's a police. police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a police. And he goes around and fixes all of the things that need fixed. Mm -hmm. So between him and her husband, who's a prosecutor, who she detests, Mm -hmm. they fix all her mistakes, pretty much. Why are you coming in my room? Murdering people, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. 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 He's the cleaner. And also, he's willing to go down for her. Well, (laughs) that that was poorly phrased. But he is willing he's to, willing take, to the take the fall, take the blame. Yeah, he's willing kind of to admit it. Yes, yes. So. <laughs> All the faults. Yes. and But it, it was a very intense scene where she throws him under, or is trying to throw him under the bus. And you could tell, like, he's willing to do it, but it hurt a lot that yeah. she was willing to throw him away like that. He was not. Without even telling I him. I know. She wasn't going to tell him, well, because she's a, she's a coward, so yeah. she's not going to well, tell and him. And then it was even worse that it didn't end up that he needed to take the fall. Right. And <laughs> so he comes back to dinner, and he's like, it didn't work out for you, but I'll, I'll you know, if it comes to it again, I'll take the blame. But then he so. left. He was not, I mean, he eventually yeah. takes her back in or whatever, but he still was very hurt by it, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting dynamic. And we didn't really talk about the prosecutor husband, mm-hmm. but I, I actually really like his role in this because they really, like, she just doesn't really like him. Mm-mm. And so, and they they have, like, twin beds, you know, and they, but he I really. I think they have separate rooms, don't they? Because she came in and he's like, what are you doing in my room or why? You don't ever come in my, <laughs> oh, <laughs> never come I in here. he got something on her. Yeah, and so he's he like, her. I'm moving back into the room. Right. But they have different beds. Oh, and okay. There's a scene in episode her. six where they're in different beds. Mm, okay. And he doesn't want to lose his, like, meal I mean, ticket. Right. Because this is a very powerful family. So he's basically hanging on to her, but they don't really like each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's actually a lot of fun to watch them interact, especially because in the meantime, she's got this lover that, you know, basically will kill for her. Um, it's fascinating to me. So obviously the whole thing is super revengey. Um, and so revenge plays a really important part in the plot, but there was a really big twist come that uh, showed up. Did, were you guys expecting it? The, so basically Jenny is the real heir to this family. What do you think? I was totally shocked. I was not expecting that twist. And especially not that impactful of it. The way they showed that she was going with her family to her parents to meet her unknown grandfather. And they were having this thing. And then there was a bus accident. And her dad's dead. Her mom is bleeding out while pregnant. And this lady comes by, steals her ring, and then takes the spot as the the daughter-in-law of the dead father Mm -hmm. it was just like oh okay then you know i totally understand why she's doing this now that explains a lot you know it's not just greed it's not just i want to be the one um there's legitimate reasons that this lady is evil and has wronged jenny so much that there's nothing that jenny could do that i would say isn't justified at this point so 
To them. To them. <laughs> right. To them. To the mother. I wouldn't necessarily yeah. even say to the kids. Right. To the mother. Right. When it comes to taking back her rightful heritage. Mm-hmm. So. I was in shock. I remember watching that and uh, talking out loud like, wait, what? What was that? What? <laughs> and then I probably called her some names because the, just the... I mean, that that's a brilliant storytelling, like, and just the way that that was filmed where she, like, I mean, basically peels the ring off this woman, like, and it's covered with blood and sticks it on her own hand. Um, oh, talk about, like, a metaphor of, like, just stealing somebody's heritage and stealing their place. Um, oh, and then they they deliver her baby Instead of, you know, she gets taken care of instead of the mom, Jenny's mom. And so Jenny's mom passes away. So there's so many. I mean, and that's just the beginning. We find out later where she sticks her in a box and with her baby brother and tries to kill her. So, yeah, I agree. There's I love revenge dramas when they go full revenge. So I I don't care. Jenny can burn her to the ground for all I care because I think she deserves it. Well, it's interesting because not only that, but they fake adopt her and her brother first. Right. So that they can get her away from the orphanage. Go stick her in like a box, stick her on a garbage truck and go make sure she gets dumped in a dump. She gets out of the box finally in a dump. Yeah. It's it's just, oh, so much. It's just the inhumanity is amazing. Yeah. So I'm really confused about, did he do that on his own or did she order him to do that? Because there's a, there's a lot of like not saying what they're trying to say that goes on in this show. And so like when she was talking to him and he's like, you, are you sure that she ends up, ended up in a different orphanage? Where did she go? And he's like, nope, that's what happened. That's what happened. He looked like he was keeping the secret of like that he had tried to kill her. So I don't know. Maybe it's just me reading into their double talk Possibly. way too much. I don't know. But uh, she definitely thought that she was taken and sent off somewhere either really far away to be adopted somewhere else or that she was killed. I don't know. But it's still like she's... She was obviously an opportunist from the get-go. Because, I mean, who takes somebody's ring while they're dying? Like, that's just like... And they haven't really shown anything. Maybe they never will. But they haven't shown anything about what her situation was beforehand. So who knows what her life was like before that. But it doesn't matter. Like, you don't... It never (laughs) justifies stealing somebody else's life. Yeah. Well, it, it kind of fell on her because again she didn't know that the ring meant that she was the heir to you know that she would get to take over this role and everything yeah. but she has embraced it and like I, well, she's and convinced herself the grandfather yeah no she's convinced yeah. herself that she's worthy of all of this uh right this stuff and she's the right like this is her place and and she brings up i saved you from that bathhouse i brought you here i'm the one that took care of you i'm the one that did it and it's like she has to keep reminding herself all the time that she's better than everybody else but (laughs) (laughs) so with all of that in mind do we think that there's any hope to any of the love lines i'm gonna say no <laughs> from my experience with revenge dramas which is not not a whole lot but yeah 
You know, maybe the gay love line will survive. That's just what I because was thinking. It's not the forefront focus. Yeah. And I'm not sure that he would give her life for her. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, no. Sunwoo would give up his life to oh, save her and, and then they all go down. I don't know. Yeah. And the other two men obviously are in the same situation with their women. Yeah. But I think they're all so messed up and damaged that it's not going to happen for anyone. But I really, really, really want Sunwoo and the Go Girl to end up together. Mm. And I know that it's not practical and it probably won't happen. But in my headcanon, that's what's going to happen, just so you know. So maybe Jenny and the brother end up being the ones that take over the company and he gets to have his person and then she's just happy to, you know, have completed her revenge and then Sunwoo and the Go Girl end up together. <laughs> That's my fanfic. I'm writing the fanfic right now. I actually thought pretty... it might... Oh, sorry. I actually uh, thought it might happen for him and Jenny. Or not him and Jenny. Him and um, the Go Girl. Mm-hmm. Until that episode where he goes back to the island yeah, with he's Jenny. Pretty, he's pretty oh, going. Word. He's a... Yeah. He's smitten. And but I don't, he also yeah, craves I, a normal life in some ways. So I don't know. Like he... But he would never leave Jenny. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. You know, the only way that would work is if Jenny dies and then she's second best. Yeah. And I don't Well, and Jenny dying like doesn't that. have like the impact of the revenge. So right. he's probably the one that's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. In my fanfic. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm pretty sure I'm going to star in my fanfic. So never mind. <laughs> 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 oh, sorry. Is it warm in here? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so what is our favorite scene so far through the six episodes we have watched? Okay, so I really feel I need to say something that, that's more like <laughs> like metaphorical. Than or his, something, his what he was thinking some, about scene? <laughs> something other than his angsty, wet-haired scene. Um, but so I will say... I, I've really enjoyed the fight scenes, mm-hmm. mostly because I always enjoy those. Um, but I do think one of the most powerful moments in the entire thing was that scene where she yanks the ring off the dead or dying mm-hmm. mom. And then again, when Jenny comes in to tuck her into to bed and she's eyeing the ring on her, when the now is all polished and clean. So she obviously takes really good care of it. Um, so she Jenny comes in and like, you see her look at the ring and you also, and then she sort of like just tucks her in. Um, but you can see like all the wheels turning. I think that juxtaposition is probably one of my favorite, I guess, two scenes together. I don't know that I have a favorite scene right now. (laughs) I don't know. I just, I really like the, the colors and the feel of everything. I love the fight sequences. Um, so all of Sunwoo's scenes, but, (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I do, um, I do like any time that Jenny shows up on the scene, like there's just this like shift and like all the attentions on her and she's very like, I don't know. She just has this presence that I love. So, so I also have probably two that really stand out. Um, the first is uh, Sun Wu is arrested because the whiny sister uh, 
frames him for mm-hmm. murder. And there's a scene where the go girl goes and takes his place because uh, Jenny has oh. a plot or a plan. Yeah. And so the go girls here going into um, be interrogated and Sun Woo, who had just gotten cleared of the murder, comes in yes. and oh, takes yeah, that's over a as good her one. lawyer. Yeah. That was such yeah. a good scene. Loved it. Was, it. Yeah. it was an ultimate power play that worked so well. And my other ones that I really enjoyed is kind of a tie. And it's because of the cinematography. I love the scene when they're all in the black and they go for her real father's memorial. Mm-hmm. Mm. And she's the only one that's really um, lamenting his loss. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, the others don't know him. And she's the evil mom wasn't really his wife. And so she's the only one there having that emotional moment. And you just have that pan of the family all in their black, elaborate outfits. Mm-hmm. And it was very... It was really well done. And, of course, when they go to the island, when she has to kind of lie low and Sunwoo tags along and mm-hmm. they go on this uh, ferry and there's all these beautiful scenes with her looking out in the ocean with these giant sunglasses, but her face is softened and Sunwoo's just there with her and happy and they're both happy. And it was a really great moment and just beautiful as filmed all the way through. And so you made me think mm. of my fate. One of my favorite scenes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I watched uh, the whole. It's so it's hard for me when I've watched it all, like almost as one piece like that. When I've binged it, um, it's always hard for harder for me to pick apart. But uh, the scene um, with Jenny and the brother, her husband, where they're sitting on the couch in her room and she's consoling him after his mom um, kind of confronts him about his relationship with his boyfriend. And so like they're consoling each other and talking and you can tell like that's where you really see their connection and how much he cares about her and then how much she's because she's known since they were teenagers. She's protected him and there's just this genuine Love and then the setting, the set and the colors and all that kind of stuff. They did a really jo- good job of making it very beautiful while they're sitting there. And it like that, I actually cried a little bit when they were sitting there. So that's my favorite scene. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> so, do you have any least favorite scenes or plot arcs uh, in the drama? And I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my only issue is actually just timing for me is that I wish I could binge it because I feel like this is one where there are all these little nuances that if I could just binge it all together, I I would be like, oh yeah, you know, I remember that. But I, because I have to wait, I forget things from week to week. And so I know that there were probably comments dropped here or there. I'm actually thinking about going back and binging the first six episodes again, (laughs) um, because I really, I'm like, was she adopted? You know, so, um, so it has nothing to do with a least favorite scene or least favorite plot plot arc. Um, But I just, I'm enjoying the whole thing. And um, yeah. For me, it's the city planning thing. Like that's my least favorite part of it. Like I get that it's Mm. important, important part to make the company bigger and she keeps messing up and all that kind of stuff. But for me, anytime like the mayor 
guy, the murderer, um, and mm. then the gangster guy. Like recently, they had a lot of scenes where they were sitting there talking together and they're, you know, back and forth. And whose side are they going to be on? And who's messing up? And how are we going to get this? You know, blackmailing each other. Like I just anytime there, like their plot, the, anything that has to do with the city planning, I'm like boring. <laughs> It's kind of like what you don't like about Sawgooks, like the yes, old men yes. in back rooms I, plotting and planning, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I'm, again, it has to be a part of the bigger picture, but I can skip their, their talk. <laughs> I'm right there with Jenny. That's actually my least favorite part, too. Yeah. Um, also, it was just so creepy when he drugged the girl yeah. before he yes. had sex with her. Yeah. I mean, she was a prostitute already, so yeah. it's not like she was going to, like, bow out. But the fact that he had to, like, physically drug her just was, just made my skin crawl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You He's know. pretty despicable. And that's where, <laughs> when it comes to Jenny and, like, what she's willing to look over and look past and not try to, to, get them you know maybe eventually her goal is to throw him away and and have him go to jail or whatever i don't know but for now she's using him and doesn't care that he's he murdered a process somebody you know so i don't know yeah her long game is so impressive to me like she's think about what she's been doing all of these years just like building up to this amazing revenge plot and so she's been gathering her power and like it's just it's amazing to me that she hasn't like honestly she could be like demanded dna test exactly you know what i mean like she could have proved that she really was the rightful heir she's got the grandfather's brother right somewhere right. like stuck away. why would not she just do a the DNA monk away. Test to have a happy life and not have to right well <laughs> i think part of them. it is she doesn't have any support for kicking them out. Yeah. Like they could easily, you know, change the results and she doesn't have that support. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why she, you know, power piece, you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm. So. Get it. so do we, uh, do we recommend this drama? It's a pretty silly question to ask after we had to <laughs> <laughs> rush a podcast just so we could talk about it. But <laughs> I would recommend it, even if you're not interested in revenge dramas, cause again, I really don't like revenge dramas. Um, but if you do like some, like, I don't, I don't even know what to say of like, if you don't like revenge dramas, but you like this, cause I'm not quite sure what it is about it. That's, hooking me where a normal revenge drama might not. So I don't know. I think it's one you just check it out and see if that give it the full first episode. And if you're like, okay, this is awesome. Maybe it's the characters, the acting, the styling. I don't know. But my answer is yes. (laughs) Um, Mine's yes. I think especially if you like The Last Empress, this has a very similar feel where it's just Makshan. Yes, that's it. There we go. It's that yeah. level of well-written mokshang. It's not mm-hmm. even just, you know, oh, we're going to throw in extreme situations. But it's very well-written, very well-acted. The styling is amazing. And so it adds something to where your usual revenge drama is just a little flat. Mm-hmm. And so this kind of ups it up a little. Um, I'm really enjoying it. It's very dramatic. I'm having a fun time watching. So, 
And it's a yes for me as well, for sure. Um, I think what sets this apart, though, is that not everybody is horrible. So mm-hmm. you do have, mm-hmm. you know, the the go girl. We keep calling her go girl, but <laughs> <laughs> and the and the you know the cop and the like. There are glimmers of humanity that you don't always see in a revenge drama. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there is somebody you could root for. Um, and you can also then see how those people that are kind of holding to a more um, moral kind of line, how that they're able to kind of influence others. And so I, I personally love it and would highly recommend it. Um, so come and join us. Thanks for joining us for this episode. Feel free to send us your thoughts and feelings about the podcast. And if there's a specific theme you would like us to discuss, then let us know. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say. And we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. Typing.